This is the place. Space is the place. Space is the place. To you, You're now listening to Space is the Place with your host, Kim Anu Naki. Showing power, power's life, Fache is the slogan. Like Nas and Hit Boy, we have emotion. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to listen. This is star number one, entitled AI and the Death of 2020 Vision. So first and foremost, I would like to shout out Lahoma Jafang. Uh, she's the beautiful voice that you uh, hear on the intro. Uh, if you want to check out the video that we did, we did a two-hour video um, taking you behind the scenes exclusive on the making of the intro. A lot of arguing, disagreements, bickering, as well as jokes. Um, so definitely check that out uh, to see what went behind getting those four words, spaces to place, sung so beautifully. So Lahoma Jaffe and I are a part of a group called, a music group called Bay. So I'm Kim Anunaki, that's A-N-U, Kim Anunaki, and then her name is Lahoma Jaffe, but I call her Lahoma Bay Jaffe, B-E-Y, B-E-Y. So we're a new Bay. So we're a music group. So be on the lookout. We may be bringing uh, or coming with hopefully new music. All right. So I wanted to shout her out uh, first and foremost. Also, shout out to AI for the dope cover art that you see at the intro. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or just the audio for the most part, um, go to the website, Space is the Place, that's S-P-A-S-E is the place, P-L-A-S-E, and you know, go to all of our social media, um, like and subscribe, so you can see the uh, the art that came of, or that will come, that came of this episode, as well as moving forward, because I'm using AI uh, for different reasons. So shout out to AI for the cover art for both the cover art for the show and then the cover art for this specific show. So again, this is star number one entitled AI and the death of 2020 vision. So topics of discussion for today, we're going to talk about the meaning of the title and the journey that came along with this to get to this point. Then we'll get into uh, what is space is the place? What does space is the place mean? What is the purpose? What is the aim? What is the vision? All right, then we're going to go into the expectations, what to expect from Space is the Place and the unclear vision or the unclear future for Space is the Place. So before we get started, I want to say this is a celebration of death and rebirth for Space is the Place. And we're going to get into that here shortly. So we can go ahead and get into it for Space is the Place. Let's go ahead and get into it. And before I do, let me go ahead and go in. You're now listening to Space is the Place. So shout out to Urban X Podcast, the number one father and son podcast on the planet. Shout out to Black Dot. Shout out to Brother Malcolm and Mama Dot. Um, I want to shout them out because I've added more drops to my uh, roadcaster. So introducing the show throughout the show. Um, you're now listening to Space is the Place. Shout out to Lahoma Jaffe again. So Shout out to Urban X for that idea. So I got to give credit where credit is due. So the meaning of the title, 
What do you mean by that? What do I mean by AI and the death of 2020 vision? So when we think of 2020 vision, first things first, we're talking about sight, being able to see clear, being able to see into the future, having foresight, right? And taking it a step further, so death to 2020 vision is pretty much death to not having that sight, not being able to see clearly into the future, right? And also to take a step back to give more context. I'm not talking about 2020 vision all around where you're just unable to see, you're blind for the most part. I'm speaking about 2020 vision in the traditional sense. And what I mean by that is how I, my generation, 80s babies and older, how we were conditioned to see things and plan and, you know, see the future and things of that nature. So I was fortunate enough and had the luxury of being raised in a time pre-internet. I had the chance to see the luxury to see the internet in its infancy stages. 1995, my pops got us, got a computer and we got access to the internet. And that was back in the day when we had the, the CDs, the AOL free online, America online, uh, disc to where you had to put it into to the, uh, computer to get access to the internet. You had to disconnect the phone and plug in the computer to the, uh, the, what do you call that? The, um, the phone outlet. And it was dial tone for the most part. And it's like, if somebody, if you got a phone call, somebody hopped on the phone, it'll disconnect you from the internet. I come from that era, right? So I had the luxury of being a part of that, right? I also had the luxury of seeing the, and I, that's not really a luxury because right around the like the early 2000s, um, seeing the pre-stages of social media. We're talking pre-Facebook, pre-MySpace. We're talking about um, Black Planet. We're talking even before Black Planet, we're talking about chat rooms. AOL chat rooms, forum boards, and things of that nature, which turned into Black Planet, Mijente.com. Shout out to Mijente. Shout out to Black Planet, uh, which were the pre-stages of MySpace. And then we move into MySpace, yada, yada, yada. And then we move forward to where we're at now. So now I'm seeing the pre-stages and being involved with the pre-stages of uh, AI, right? So again, the death of the 2020 vision. So being that I was conditioned and brought up in a an era where pre-internet, the ideal was go to school, graduate, go to college, get a degree, find a, you know, the field that you wanted to study in, get a degree. Once you graduate, get your degree, or whether it be a trade, you would get an entry-level position in that field and then move your way, move up until, you know, Retirement, you stay on that job until retirement. Now, the difference between my generation, 80s babies, a little bit younger, and then like my parents, my parents' uh, generation and younger, pretty much they would stay on their job for 20, 30 plus years, and then they would retire, get their pension and move on. Being that my generation, we were caught up in between the the transition from pre-internet to internet to social media, things began became shaky, you know, on our end, because staying on a job was different. The job market shifted. Um, those that jumped in and got into like, um, like drop shipping, whether it be eBay, digital marketing and things of that nature, they began to see success in regards to uh, entrepreneurship in that regards. Me, I was stuck in staying on my job. Even though I was around, I'm a very tech savvy person. I always was ahead of the game in regards to technology. So 
seeing things shift, but still conditioned to stay on my job and to continuously look for jobs and being afraid to step out as an entrepreneur hindered me. And as the job market shift, job market shifted, I had my, you know, had my struggles with that. So I say that to, like I said, just to set the stage in regards to what I'm going to speak about today, which boils down to familiarity, you know, being afraid of change and wanting to hold on to what you know. And like I said, that familiarity. So here we are moving into the AI generation, the AI, AI era, I should say. So again, people don't like change. We want the familiarity. So what happens when AI being that AI is rapidly shifting culture, shifting society, um, disrupting society and industries uh, across the board, what does it look like when you're no longer needed? It puts you back into that. It puts you into a situation that I know all too well with the shift with going from pre-internet to the digital age with social media and things of that nature. So now that we're moving at an even more rapid pace, AI is pretty much set to shift things to levels that, you know, we can't even imagine. So I watched an interview. Um, I forgot the name. He's the the founder of Stable Diffusion. Um, I want to say Ahmad. Uh, I'm not going to mess up his name. He's the, the, the co-founder of Stable Diffusion, right? Uh, one of the leading um, AI platforms um, at this point, you know, it's right underneath OpenAI's ChatGPT and things of that nature. But Stable Diffusion, where he was talking about, he couldn't see three to five years out because AI, and he's one of the leading uh, figures in AI. So for him to make that claim, being that he's at the forefront and pretty much know, knows AI on levels that even us on a mainstream level or on a just basic level, even those that are really using AI, he's at a whole, he's on a whole different level in regards to AI use, AI knowledge and things of that nature. So for him to say, hey, I can't even see five years ahead because things are shifting so fast. When I heard that, it pretty much put a, <clears throat> sent a light bulb in my head like, wow, if he's saying that and he's at the forefront and see things that we don't see, he knows what's coming. It's like, okay, what is this, where does this put us? You know, so what happens when, AI transforms society to where it's unfamiliar. What happens when we're no longer needed, right? So just to break it down from a personal standpoint. So looking at looking at health, wealth, and relationships. So AI will shift and transform these three basic needs in life, the things that we go after. So let's start with um, the job market. So AI and the job market and entertainment. So... <clears throat> What happens when you're no longer needed on your job? So one of the things that I hear constantly in regards to conversations is AI taking over your job. What happens when AI is going to take my job? I mean, you know, there's fear around that. Uh, we see it now with the uh, the entertainment industry with AI um, being a part of the reasoning for the, the writer's strike. I think they've... Um, come to a, a solution, um, they come to an agreement. So I think they're back to work. But what happens when you're no longer needed? So naturally, or normally in today's society, if you don't like your job, 
you try your, you know, you try your luck at becoming an entrepreneur. You'll quit or you'll build up a side hustle and, you know, you'll you'll work that till you're able to leave your job. Or some people just cold turkey and just be like, hey, I don't want to deal with this. The conditions of these jobs, I'm, I feel underappreciated. I'm underpaid, yada, yada, yada. Everything that comes with, you know, being on a nine to five for the most part, not speaking for everybody. I'm generalizing. So normally we would go out and become entrepreneurs, right? So what happens when that's taken off the table? So we, again, that's one of the reasons why I brought up the entertainment uh, industry, what they're going to. So writers, creatives, no longer needed. Like I said, I gave a shout out to AI in regards to the cover art. Graphics designer, no longer needed. I can get this done myself. But what if you're no longer needed moving forward into the future? Like I said, we're still in the infancy stages of AI. So what happens when AI just takes jobs off the table take the creativity and the passion, the things that you're passionate about off the table, where does that leave you? You know, the familiarity is gone. The 2020 vision is gone. We don't know what to do, right? So let's move into AI and companionships and relationships, you know, whether it be friendships, whether it be business partners, whether it be intimacy, intimate partners, right? What is What happens when you're not needed? What, what happens when that's off the table? So we hear people talk about you know they don't trust people they don't trust their friends you know betrayal you know the trust issues and things of that nature uh we see scamming at an all-time high right now like it's not like it's not been at an all-time high people have been scamming we see scamming going on right now people that have courses people that can show you how to do xyz but they haven't proven themselves in the field of xyz and then we see um situations where you know we're having discussions about who's going to split the bill we're having discussions about or having seeing videos of oh why are you taking me to the cheesecake factory i'm better than the cheesecake factory so we're seeing like issues with dating people don't want to get married anymore me included so what happens when ai comes in and becomes the companion and you begin to build emotional um an emotional attachment to this ai which will transform into an ai robot which will transform into hey now i have an ai lover now i have an actual robot that i'm in love with now we've seen stories i've heard stories i've heard stories about people marrying now we've seen people with just the blow-up dolls going crazy with the blow-up dolls so now if you're able to if ai is able to become more and more intelligent and then you can transfer that consciousness into a robot and that robot can function like a human where are we going to be in the future i no longer i no longer need friends from a human standpoint i no longer need friends i no longer trust and don't need a business partner don't want to deal with people because of the scamming and i don't have to deal with uh my better half or my spouse with you know oh you ain't paying for the bill whether it be dating or whether it be getting married this transforms all of that so what happens when that's off the table 2020 vision gone no familiarity right because we haven't seen this before and and there's a reason why i'm going down this path i'm going to tie it i'm going to tie it i'm going to bring it around full full circle and it'll make sense so i'm just going to go through the motion I'm, I'm walking you through this uh right now so last but not least last but not least ai and health so what's hap what happens when you're no longer needed in regards to health now this is a a tricky one in regards to health so when we look at um like veganism vegetarianism when we look at um 
mental health and spirituality, uh, when we look at working out, you know, staying fit, what if that's taken off the table? So we see people, you know, wanting to work out. It's like when we start thinking about health, health is like, okay, I need to work out, get in shape. I want to lose weight, yada, yada, yada. So that normally happens when either the New Year's, summertime, or, you know, when you're going through a breakup, like, you know, I got to get, you know, I got to look better. I got to look fine for the next person that's going to come, you know, sweep me off my feet. But like I said, AI is coming. AI robots coming. You no longer need it. But going back to the standard shape. So that's taken off the table. So uh, veganism and vegetarianism. So people are like, okay, I got to eat healthier. So first thing they do is like, okay, I got to eat less of this. You know, let me cut out meat or let me go the vegetarian, vegan route, yada, yada, yada. Then when we start talking about um, like mental health, like psychology, having a therapist, um, doing spiritual practices, meditating, Reiki, yoga, things of that nature, you know, all of that sounds great. Like I said, we work out until it hurts, right? We eat healthy until we get that migraine. We do the spiritual work until it becomes overwhelming. It becomes frustrating. Shout out to the shadow journal that everyone's gotten on TikTok. Shout out to TikTok, me included, me included. I've gotten that shadow journal to where now the shadow journal is sitting off to the side collecting dust. So again, this one was a little bit tricky because it's like, what happens when you're no longer needed? So AI coming in and shifting the health industry and how we look at health. What if we're no, what if we no longer have to work out or eat healthier and things of that nature because AI is going to come through and provide simpler solutions to where you don't have to put in that same amount of work. Now, on the flip side, it may seem like, oh, okay, this is easier, no problem. But when we start looking at living an additional 100, 200 years, when you are healthy, what does health look like after you're healthy? Like, okay, yeah, I look great. I, I feel great. I, I, AI is regulating my emotions and things of that nature. I know myself on a different level, but what is the vision once that's cleared? And I'm wait, hold on a second. I'm going somewhere with that right now, of course, in your mind, it's like, Oh, easy. Like it's, it's easy. Like when I talked about, uh, you know, the job and things of that nature. Now, one thing I did not mention was like universal basic income. So that's one of the things that um, a lot of uh, leaders in the tech industry, they know what's coming with AI, which again is going to wipe out the job market. So they've been speaking about things like universal basic income, which is everyone's going to get a, get money and not having to work. So you're just going to get this set amount of, uh, of money being sent to you and you can do whatever you want to for the most part. I don't know the, the ins and outs. That's just a discussion being had right now. So it's like, what happens when that is the case? So again, first things first, first thing someone will say is like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna chill and ah, play video games, da, da, da. So it's like, okay, again, when you're no longer needed, what does that look like when that's off the table? But again, I'm going somewhere with this. So again, it's easy to say like, oh, you know, if that's the case, then boom, I'm gonna just have fun and, and spend money. Okay, cool. Oh, AI, you know, robots and, and companions and things like that. I'm just going to marry me a, a AI bot. Cool. That sounds great. Okay, great. Now in regards to health. So let's just imagine a world where it's like, okay, you're healthy. 
AI is regulating your your weight, your you know your um, just like what Fitbit does right now. It's like okay, you're on point. It regulates your emotions and things of that nature. You know yourself on a deeper level to where it's like now we're starting to live 100, 200, 300 years, right? So what does that look like moving forward, right? So I bring that up. I actually had a conversation with my pops last week, um, and we were talking about that. And um, I brought up the, I pretty much asked the question like, hey, you wouldn't want to live another 100, 200 years? Because I've always said, even before AI, before technology, I've been saying for a long time, I'm, a, I'm, I'm living to see 250, 300, right? And then now that I know the advancements in technology and where technology is going, to a degree, don't know fully, but to a degree, it's possible, right? So I asked him, and I, I want to make sure I quote him correctly because I don't want to get a whooping. I don't want to get a whooping. So I talk, I spoke with him, asked him that that very question, and he said um, that this wouldn't be ideal because if everything is so different now compared to how he was raised, what will the future look like? It'll be unrecognizable, right? So again, what does living another 100, 200 years look like on top of not having to worry about a money or a job without having to worry about, you know, a, f a friend snaking you or um, your spouse, you know, mad because you're taking them to the Cheesecake Factory and stuff like that. What what happens when that is eliminated? What is your plan? 2020 vision is gone. There's no familiarity, right? So here's where I bring it around full circle. So rapid change, trauma, conditioning and holding on from to familiarity is is what keeps us in a a cycle of suffering. We're used to that, right? Although we know that we need the self-care and the healing, we love to stay into these we love to stay in these cycles. So if these cycles are purged, would people know how to live? Right? Let me go get give me a round of applause to that. Let me see which one is the let me make sure I'm clicking the right one. So if all of that was purged would we know how to live? And it goes back to what I was questioning. Do we, will we be able to keep up with the rate of change, right? So this brings me into the second. So the 2020 vision, the death of the 2020 vision is a, a triple entendre. I gave you the first, the 2020 vision, the sight, uh, the death of being able to see clearly ahead of you, the future, right? So the second, um, meaning behind the death of the 2020 vision. And I said all this to set this up and then uh, I'll go into the, the third 2020 vision. So the year 2020, the vision of the year 2020, the death of the 2020 vision, right? So what do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? So at the beginning of 2020, 2020, um, I remember people screaming, uh, I'm going to see clear this year. I'm going to see clear this year. I'm going to see clear this year. It's 2020. It's 2020. People was playing on the 2020, right? But what happened in 2020? 2020 sat everybody down for the most part because we weren't expecting what took place to take place, right? So we had the death of Kobe. We had the death of Chadwick Boseman. We had the George Floyd murder and protest across the world. Um, and then last but not least, we had the lockdowns, right? So with the lockdowns, people were taken away from the familiarity and it created traumas 
that's taking place to this day. To this day. To this day. So the death. So it comes comes back around to familiarity. And again, it asks the question, are we able to keep up with the rate of change that AI is bringing to the table, right? So when I say the death, death of the 2020 vision, I'm talking about that, un, that, that unfamiliarity, the death of what took place in regards to that, right? So it took away our ability to see what was gonna happen moving forward because again, everybody started off the year I'm gonna see clear this year. I'm gonna see clear this year. Now it did expose some things. It brought to light some things, but that was basically like, okay, that brought to light, brought you, gave you more awareness as to like all the the goofy stuff that was happening behind behind the scenes. That's cool. But in regards to like, what are you gonna do with your life? Like people weren't working the jobs. So it goes back to what I initially was talking about just a minute ago. People weren't working. Now, a lot of people jumped into entrepreneurship, which depending on what you jumped into. Now, there were a lot of people that were entrepreneurs, their restaurants shut down, their business, businesses shut down because they had uh, brick and mortar businesses. So that wiped that out. Um, people were sat down, they weren't, uh, they lost their jobs. And, you know, we already know what unfolded after that, um, when we were able to go back to work. So a lot of people lost their jobs. So that foresight, you're no longer needed, right? Then relationships, uh, we saw, People having to come home to their wife, they they husbands, they children. Children's children weren't going to school, and you know parents start to see how how um, <laughs> how bad their children really are. Oh my, not my child, not my child. My child ain't doing that. They actually saw that, right? Then cheating <laughs> couldn't go see your side piece. You know, saying sneaky links and all that. You couldn't go see them because you in the house. You can't go sneak out because you would make a beeline to your to your side the your side piece when you're supposed to be at work now you now you got to be at the house so there was no going to go see side pieces so now i have to go home and deal with my wife now i got to go deal with my husband and people started to wake up and say like oh i don't really love this person i don't why am i even married i don't even like you like that da, 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 da. so it forced people to confront things that they were pushing off because society or the day-to-day -day was a distraction for the most part right so yeah so here we are 2020 vision so i'm saying death to the 2020 vision meaning the fear that that created right so we're going to go into the the third entendre which is death of my initial 2020 vision and 2020 vision the year 2020 vision so 2020 uh vision so that's when space is the place the initial space is the place was created, right? So just to give a little bit of context, and I'm going to go into the journey. So this is a good uh, segue into the journey. So as of November the 10th, I dissolved space is the place, the initial space is the place. And when I say initial space is the place, I'm talking about space is the place, S-P-A-S-E is the place, P-L-A-C-E. And then I formed space is the place, today 11 11 right so that's s-p-a-s-e is the place p-l-a-s-e so it was just a slight variation in the spelling um but that's where i was talking about initially uh when i opened the show this is a celebration of death and rebirth right 
So the death of the initial space is the place and the rebirth of space is the place, the two ashes, space, S-P-A-S-E is the place, P-L-A-S-E, right? So the journey, the journey. So the death of my initial 2020 vision and my 2020 vision, right? 2020 vision, how I saw space is the place and the 2020 vision, like the year 2020, right? Because that's when it was created. So initially so let me give you some some history to how we got from where we were to where we are now with ai and things of that nature and it ties into the the um the theme in regards to familiarity and me going through what i've gone through which sets up why now it makes sense why i came up with the theme and the concept for this show right or this star i call my show stars right so the 2020 vision sun ra and afrofuturism so I'll say about spring 2020, uh, I was in a position to where I wanted to start my own uh, podcast. I was working with uh, the Meme Podcast, and we pretty much were on hiatus at the time. And I was ready to begin my uh, path in regards to doing my own podcast. Now, I've been podcasting since 2005, so I've been doing this for quite some time. So it was time for me to break off and do my own thing. So it was like, okay, what do I want to do? What angle do I want to take? Now, mind you, um, do I want to get into this? Well, I'll get into that in a minute. But so I started looking at, okay, what what avenue do I want to go down, right? So I was hearing things about Afrofuturism and things of that nature. So I started to do um, research in regards to Afrofuturism and I stumbled upon Sun Ra and I stumbled upon Sun Ra's film, 1974 film, Space is the Place. So who is Sun Ra? What is Afrofuturism? And what is this movie you're talking about, Space is the Place? So Sun Ra, so we'll start with Sun Ra. So Sun Ra is a jazz musician he's a cosmic philosopher and he's the forefather of afrofuturism right and i'll get into afrofuturism in a minute so he's the forefather of afrofuturism and he's influenced the likes of bootsy collins george clinton and the parliament funkadelics outcast erica badu janelle monet just to name a few so what is afrofuturism so let's go ahead and go into this let me read what i gathered for what uh, afrofuturism is so afrofuturism it's a subgenre of science fiction that fuses melanated history and culture with technology and futuristic concepts with literature, visual arts, and music in an attempt to see ourselves in a brighter light in the future and or alternate realities. Do I need to read that again? No, I don't. You can rewind it. All right. So when I say that, think of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Think of um, The Watchmen with Regina King. Think of um lovecraft country with jonathan majors think of um the man who fell from earth think of kang the conqueror in the marvel universe think of or the man the uh he who remains and kang the conqueror multiverse and things of that nature think of space is the place with sun ra so segue into the movie space is the place now space is the place movie sun ra is s-p-a-c-e is the place p-l-a-c-e is spelled how how we know to spell it space is the place so it's a 1974 film starring sun ra and his band the orchestra his jazz band and is loosely based on his lectures at berkeley entitled entitled the black man in the cosmos right and when I started to do, started to do the research, I was instantly inspired. I watched the movie, instantly inspired, 
And I like the fact that it expanded on the ideal of what and who we are as melanated beings. Plus, it asked the question at the beginning of the movie, what would happen if black people were taken to another planet to create on their own? What would that look like? Right. And you see it ties into the theme and the theme of this show in regards to familiarity. Right. So it's like. He's asking the question, what would it look like if if we took melanated beings off this planet Earth and went out into space to create their own civilization? What would that look like? Most people didn't have an idea what that looked like because they were either associated with, and this is the 1970s, 1974 to be exact, but Sun Ra was doing lectures all throughout the 70s. So asking that question, black people either associated with, and we're just going to group in the 1960s as well. So the civil rights movement, Black Panther movement, um, the Nation of Islam, um, the, um, the Masonic Lodge and things of that nature. So whether it be that, whether it be pimp, pimping, hoeing, things of that nature, you know, because that was a, a a phase in regards to the 70s in regards to that, drug dealers, things of that nature. So if you w- took that off the table and we took us off the planet, what would that look like? All right? So I created space as a place to pay homage to Sun Ra and to carry on tradition of what, he brought to the table with that movie space is the place hence why i named it space is the place so with the show the show dealt with progressive so i wanted to focus on entertainment music movies documentaries tv that represented uh melanated progress progression and when i say melanated i'm it's a a word that we use instead of saying black right and that's a whole different show another topic of discussion but when i say melanated i'm speaking about black culture black beings right um so i wanted to focus on uh entertainment and talk about music movies tv shows um documentaries that represented melanated progression right us seeing us speaking on things that were outside of the norm, right? Whether it be Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, um, The Watchmen with Regina King, um, and these are actual shows that I did. Um, The Watchmen with Regina King, See You Yesterday was a movie um, that was a good movie I did a show on. Um, Meteor Man, uh, Outcast the Quimini, and then I also did a show on the 2020 Conjunction, which was, you know, uh, melanated people were talking about they were going to wake up um, during the winter solstice of 2020 with superpowers. So I spoke about that. Uh, I wanted to speak about Lovecraft Country. I didn't get, get a chance to, to do that show. I wanted to speak about um, Beyonce's Blackest King. Um, but those are shows I didn't get a chance to do, right? So I did the eight episodes and then I fell back. Um, so this goes into... And this was like around 2021. So 2021, I did eight episodes, fell off and um, sat for a minute, didn't do any shows and Spaces of Place just sat. So summer 2022, so I had a conversation with um, my big bro um, talking about crypto. So he's heavy into crypto and he's the one that he, I knew about crypto, but he's the one that set me up like, hey, this is how you set everything up with your crypto. Boom, 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 right? So we had a conversation and he was like, bro, you need to put all your attention on crypto, investing and reading white papers, dealing with 
use cases with these companies because you're going to position yourself, put yourself in a position to be wealthy if you pretty much do your due diligence and do the research and invest wisely, right? So we had that conversation and he already knows I do, you know, podcasting and things of that nature. And we've had this conversation before and it was like, okay, podcasting is cool, but that's not going to make you any bread. You know what I'm saying? And it's not coming from a place of like discouragement or trying to put me down. It's more so like, bro, it takes a lot. You put yourself in a position to where you can gain financially to where you can do your uh, podcast without even having to worry about making money. You can just do it as a hobby. Right. So we had that conversation and it got me to thinking like I'm already into crypto uh, and I've always been a fan of future tech. I've always been a like I said, I'm very tech savvy. Like I said, I was on the Internet in 1995 and what that exposed me to a lot of a lot of things and being at the forefront. Like I said, I've been podcasting since 2005. So I've been at the at the forefront of a lot of shifts and things of that nature, technological shifts to be to be exact. So that got me to thinking like, okay, how can I incorporate that into my podcast? Because I love podcasting. I love uh, being in a position to be able to broadcast my thoughts and to be able to have these discussions. So it's like, how can I not fully um, remove that from my life and incorporate technology into spaces to place, which started the journey to where we at now, but not quite, right? So in the fall of 2022, I began um, breathing life into spaces to place. It's like, okay, I have an LLC. Um, I have all of that. So I want to be more serious as a business. So I began to put energy into doing a business plan, right? So as I'm doing the business plan, I get to the market analysis and I started to look at Afrofuturism as a, as a niche. As a, so I'm looking at keywords, you know, looking at how much Afrofuturism is being searched for other businesses that have that as a niche. How are they doing financially? So this is very important when coming up with your business plan. So I didn't see a lot happening. There wasn't a lot of traffic. A lot of people were not searching for Afrofuturism as they did when when Black Panther first dropped. Right. So from a business standpoint, it wouldn't be smart to create a business around something that's not getting a lot of traffic. There's a history of that. Right. So again, that's when the shift fully went into how do I incorporate technology? Because a lot of people are, you know, and this is when crypto NFTs were at the, at the forefront, right? This is before AI. So this is 2022 fall. So September, October ish, right? So crypto NFTs, I'm looking at the blockchain, web 3.0, the metaverse and things of that nature. So, so the focus began to shift into that. So how can I, merge those technologies with the concept of spaces to place in regards to Afrofuturism, right? So because I wanted to keep the integrity of what Sunra brought to the table, right? So I don't want something to be called spaces to place and then I'm just talking about technology or I didn't want to just completely um, eliminate spaces to place and then just start another company. So it's like the challenge became how do I incorporate technology, Web3, metaverse, crypto, NFTs, uh, virtual reality, AI, and things of that nature into a concept of spaces to place, right? So I began to move into that, right? So as I began to try to figure out doing more research on these different technologies, it was like overwhelming because there was a lot of information. There was a lot of people doing different things. So 
this is where 2023 comes in. So again, OpenAI's ChatGPT3 uh, hits the market for the uh, for mass consumption to the masses uh, November of 2022, right? I catch wind of it. And then I started to see a lot more news, a lot more content driven around AI moving forward, right? So again, I'm focusing on, at this point, Web3, virtual reality, and NFTs. Those are the three components for Spaces to Place at this point, beginning of 2023, right? So as I'm seeing more information come in, more articles, content regarding AI, I say, well, I need to be shifting my focus on AI because crypto is starting to die down. A lot of people losing money. A lot of people weren't talking about crypto as much. You started to see that on the decline. Same with NFTs, the board apes and all that ran its course. That began, that became uh, a thing of the past. So AI began to gain traction. So I took the next nine months to just focus on AI. So the, the challenge was how do I create or how do I merge what I'm seeing in AI with the concepts that I've already built for uh, spaces to place, right? So that goes into the next, a good segue, a good segue into the, uh, to the next segment. So you're now listening to spaces, the place. What is spaces, the place? So I'm going to, you know, continue on with my thought, but go into what is spaces, the place, because it'll make more sense um, as to what I'm breaking down. Right. So what is space is the place? So let's go ahead and, and, and build the foundation. So space is the place. Space is a place is a media company whose aim is to lead by example with altering destiny digitally using AI. So let me run that back. It's a media company whose aim is to lead by example with altering destiny digitally by using uh, artificial intelligence or using AI, right? So throughout the movie, Space is the Place, going back to Sunrise, Space is the Place, he kept saying, uh, alter destiny, alter destiny, alter destiny, right? Which means altering or changing your future or changing your fate, right? So when I say alter destiny digitally, that's exactly what I mean. How can we change our future? How can we um, change our fate? using AI, the digitally, the digital part, right? Now to take a step back. So space, space is the place. So space is spelled S P A S E place P L A S E. As you can see on my hat, you see I right? So first and foremost, I to our African ancestors. So Ashe, A-S-E, is an African term. It's a West African Arabic term, which means the divine power to produce change or to make things happen. The divine power to produce change and make things happen, right? So that ties back into Alter Destiny digitally, right? Ashe, divine power to produce change and make things happen, producing change, Alter Destiny. So there you get the first tie-in, Ashe, space is the place. Media company whose aim is to lead by example in altering destiny digitally by using a AI, right? So acronym, so ASHE, that's what ASHE stands for. From a West African Arabic standpoint, ASHE, from a space as a place standpoint, ASHE, all right? So boom, double A, double S, double E. What is that? Why do you have the doubles? Alien art, simulated slang, electric ego. All right. 
So going back to what I was building on before I went into this segment, how do I, well, let me, let me break this down for it. Then I'll go back. Cause you, you need to understand this first, this as well. So Ashe, alien art, simulated slang, electric ego. So alien art, it means creating the impossible. Simulated slang means manipulating. Okay. Let's say creating the impossible using AI. So I'm going to tie it all together. Alien art, creating the impossible using AI, simulating, simulated slang, manipulating your perception using AI and an electric ego evaluating or not evaluating, elevating oneself using AI. So creating, manipulating and elevating your reality using AI, alien art, simulated slang and electric ego, right? So going back to the bill that I had in regards to how do I take the concept of space is the place, the initial space is the place, the Afrofuturism, Afrofuturistic space is the place and merge it with AI. Right. So that's where the challenge became. So, again, I already had alien art and at the time it was called spiritual slang and electric ego. So it's like, OK, I've had I had those ideas crafted. So it's like, OK, how do we take AI and merge it to where it's seamless, to where it's like I'm not forcing it or I'm just talking and I cannot explain it. If you ask me, what does that mean? I can't explain it. So it's like it took me nine months. So this is where the the building, the 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 incubating process of putting this together, making sure everything resonates, everything tied together, right? So alien art creating the impossible using AI. So that was easy because a lot of people are creating with AI. So the challenge was really simulated slang and electric ego. Like how does AI fit into that, those two uh, spaces, right? So how do we use AI to manipulate our perception? How do we use AI to elevate ourselves? So going through the process of reading articles and immersing myself into AI, it finally clicked. And on top of that, I also had to explain what alien art was, simulated slang and electric ego was. Because if you go back to, and I'm, I'll post this on my Patreon page, like my old episodes from the initial space is the place as an archive is history. Um, Attempting to explain what alien art simulated slang or spiritual slang at the time and electric ego represented at that time back in 2020, 2021, it didn't really make sense. I couldn't really articulate it. So me coming back around full circle, I had to really sit down and explain, um, explain what this, what alien art simulated slang and electric ego meant, because that was a key in regards to merging the two, Right. So without getting too deep into it, I know this is a, a, a show that's giving you more in depth as to what Space is a Place is about, but there's so much I can go into, but I don't, I'm not going to go into detail, 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 but that's just to give you the gist of like the process of going from Space is the Place being Afrofuturistic and just to also to note Afrofuturism is still a part of uh, space is the place. So I didn't throw that out the window and we just focusing on technology. So again, we went through the process of getting merging AI with Afrofuturistic uh, perspective that AI, the initial space is a place was about. So you'll also see two more acronyms and then I'll move into the next segment. But at Ashe, ADD Ashe. Well, let me, before I go into that, let's go into this acronym, IRL, IRL. 
So when you see IRL written out, you know that it means in real life. Like, you know, people that use abbreviations in real life, right? So as I'm going through the process, this nine-month process of putting, merging AI with spaces to place from an Afrofuturistic standpoint, imagination, reality, leisure in real life. So all these acronyms started to come to me and I started to put things together, tying these different concepts together. So IRL, IRL. So you'll start seeing me with t-shirts that say IRL, double I, double R, double L, just like you see the double A, the double S and double E. So the double I, the double R and the double L means imagination, reality, leisure in real life. And that ties back into Ashe because Ashe, like alien art means in creating the impossible using AI, which enhances the imagination. Simulated slang is manipulating uh, your perception using AI, which shifts your reality. And electric ego is elevating oneself using AI, which determines your love, your leisure, right? So imagination, reality, leisure in real life. So again, it goes back to altering destiny digitally. We're doing this in real life. Again, Spaces is a place as a media company whose aim is to lead by example. So I'm leading by example. So in real time, in real life, I'm showing you how to do this. So again, this is why it took me the nine months because I want to make sure everything is seamless. And when I explain it, it makes sense. I'm not just rambling on and you're like, oh, what is he talking about? Right. Hopefully you're not doing that right now. Hopefully you're not doing that right now. So I double I double R double L double R double L. Ashe double A double S double E. And then we have at Ashe. A-D-D-A-S-H-E, A-S-E, double A-double-S-double-E, which stands for Altered Destiny Digitally Through Alien Art, Simulated Slang, and Electric Ego. All right? So if you see me with the Adashe, and Adashe sounds like a dope designer brand. So that's why I was like, yo, Adashe, Adashe. So that sounds dope. It has a nice ring. It rolls off the tongue, right? So Adashe, Altered Destiny Digitally Through Alien Art, Simulated Slang, and Electric Ego. Adashe. So when you see that, that's what that means, right? So again, that's why it took nine months because I'm the type of person that I don't just have an idea and then just jump and just ready to, you know, ready to start doing a podcast or, you know, start promoting and start putting together um, products and services, yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, now when you see Ashe, now when you see the IRL, now when you see the Adashe and the just the Ashe, you understand what that represents, right? It has a deeper meaning. It has more. So when you wear it, you have, you're resonating and vibrating on that level because of the time and the energy that was put into creating that and making that what it is, right? So again, having a deeper purpose, having more purpose to what you're doing, right? So last but not least, I'm also going to be speaking about sci-fi simulation theory and uh spirit tech so again that ties back into ashe and everything that i just broke down right so i'm into science fiction heavy you know i watch tv shows from counterpart dark black mirror art altered is it altered carbon altered carbon uh to uh the feed to upload to devs heavy into to sci-fi and i named some movies uh, the, uh earlier like the man who fell fell to earth um black box uh with felicia rashad um i've been arc anon so i'm into like sci-fi heavy right so science fiction 
simulation theory. So I come from the school of metaphysics, you know, that's a pun intended. So I come from the train of thought school of metaphysics. And I actually was a student of the school of meta at the school of metaphysics here in Dallas. So my background and my, 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 my belief system, I should say my belief system and my understanding of, of uh, mysticism, metaphysics, quantum physics, and things of that nature. I understand that this is an illusion, right? So when you start talking simulation theory, a good book is The Holographic Universe. We start looking at life like a video game to where you see your effect on life and being that this is energy. When I start reading about and hearing about the simulation theory and this being a video game, this is a big simulation. I can see the tie in in regards to from a spiritual standpoint to a technological standpoint, being that this is a video game. So simulation theory so i'll be speaking on that tying it into the shows that i do and then last but not least spirit tech which is spiritual technology um seven bomar and his uh, inner understanding uh, platform and his um i think it's uh secret energy uh tribe um he's big on spirit tech that's a good person to listen to uh jolie the artist is good in regards to the simulation so wanting to weave those concepts within spaces the place talking about ai alien art simulated slang and electric ego so alien art sci-fi imagination how can we use sci-fi to expand our imagination because imagination or sci-fi pretty much takes you outside of the norm and puts you into a space to where it's like wow i didn't even think about that so it goes back to the theme of what what initially that or what I spoke about initially in regards to familiarity. What do you do when you're no longer needed? You start to use your imagination. How do you move outside of what's familiar and begin begin to get comfortable with what's unfamiliar, right? So the importance of why I want to want to weave in or interweave science fiction into it because it ties into alien art, which is enhancing the imagination. So simulated slang no-brainer simulation simulated slang how do we begin to affect change alter destiny how do you begin to affect change around you knowing that this is a video game simulation theory me understanding metaphysics uh mysticism and things of that nature will help to drive that home so i'll be incorporating that into the mix of the things that i talk about and last but not least spirit tech how can we use tech technology to enhance uh, our spiritual experience, which ties into electric ego, right? So again, nine months, all this came about in nine months. I sit with ideas and allow it to play out and I don't move until it resonates. It has to make sense before I move on it, right? So sci-fi, simulation theory, and spirit tech will be incorporated into the mix. And also I, I left this part out also, um, channeling our intelligence and merging it with artificial intelligence so this show is not and this is going to segue into the third part but i don't want to just talk about or just become dependent on ai how can we still use our own intelligence super intelligence if you will and merge it with AI or work with AI to create on new levels, to uh, shift our reality to new levels, to and advance spiritually on new levels, which gets us out of that familiarity, 
which puts us in a different position than not being needed and suffering in these cycles that I talked about earlier, right? So I wanted to bring that point um, to the forefront as well. And then last, before I move into the next segment, um, I'm also in the infancy stages of playing around with a, a concept, my own cosmic philosophy of us being light beings and how we got here to this planet, to this third dimension, and where we're going in regards to uh, technology which goes into uh, the next part. So let's go ahead and go into the next segment. You're now listening to Space is the Place. So the expectations and the unclear future. So now you understand why I say unclear future because I just sat here and said AI is shifting us into unprecedented times. Like we won't, times will be unrecognizable. So how can I sit here and say, oh, the future of Space is the Place when this past week has been crazy for me in regards to um, the things that I've been able to accomplish and not seeing that it was going to turn out to be this way. I may have, I did have an idea of what I wanted, but the, the results of what I created, I ain't even, I didn't even like, I didn't even see that coming. And I started doing things where it's like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, I can do that. Boom. Let me go ahead and do this to where I was thinking from an, from a um older like i said older way of doing things a past way of doing things right i was about to create the cover art for this show from scratch going to go find a picture and you know throw words on it and, da, da, da. and i'm like bro i'm paying chat gpt you know i, I got chat gpt4 and dolly3 have ai create the cover art and then you you know add to it right um the commercial so initially I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do a commercial to, you know, I put together a seven day rollout, hence the seven day theory. I kept putting in my um, in my post, whatnot. Um, but I created this this marketing rollout to get to the lead up to um, the 11 11 um, premiere of this show and the new space is the place. Right. So I knew I wanted to do a commercial. But I was going to do a commercial the old fashioned way, like, oh, let me just uh, sit here at my desk and then I'm just going to stare at the camera. And then I'll, on the back end, I'll do a um, I'll do some editing to where the camera is going to continuously close, get closer and closer and closer to my face. And then I'll, um, you know, fade out, fade out and then show the cover art. So and then have the intro playing in the background. So that was the idea. But then it was like, bro see what you can do with this, uh, with video, with AI generated video, like, bro, the show is about AI, you're talking about you wanting to be more uh, involved in using AI and be leading by example, you're wanting to lead by example, you need to be using this, this show is about AI, why aren't you using AI? Why are you still dwelling in the past as if you have to put the videos together, you have to, you have to get your Spike Lee on and create a, uh, a video, I got to go hire actors and stuff and actresses and things of that nature, like, I don't have to do all that. Just run it through AI, give the vision to AI, see what it, see what it gives you and then tweak it. So again, I'm thinking from a condition, a traditional, that's the word I was looking for, from a traditional standpoint. And then I brought AI into the mix and got a whole different, a whole different perspective and results from that. Right. So expectations. So let's get back on course. So expectations. So this show 
is not going to be a show that's just going to give you AI news and AI tools to use. Um, there's a lot of platforms that do that, do that. And there's no shade, no knock to what people are doing. If that's how you're doing it, peace to you. I'm just not doing it. Right. So I just want to make that clear, the expectations. This is a show more so I will be speaking about AI tools. I will be speaking about some news, but it's more so going more in depth with those, um, having a deeper discussion in regards to that. So let me give you some examples. So with these shows, the free shows uh, that'll be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the uh, podcasting platforms. Um, so let's go through the motions. Like, so AI, uh, so alien art, simulated slang, and electric ego, right? So alien art, like I said, dealing with creativity, right? The imagination. So some examples. So Lupe Fiasco, some of these are old, old news, but I just wanted to give you an example of what we're going to be talking about. So Lupe Fiasco using uh, Google's text FX and him creating a song called Glass of Water, which you can go on to um, YouTube, type up Lupe Fiasco and Google's text FX, text T-E-X-T-F-X, right? And his song Glass of Water, where he pretty much took you behind the scenes to show you him using this AI platform to help him write a song called Glass of Water. So I thought that was dope. So not only would I talk about things of that nature, but I would also talk about what does this mean for um, the art of music, right? And then I would also would like to sit down and play around, which I will uh, sit down with Google uh, text effects and see how it would sound creating a whole new song that I have, or even taking it a step further, songs that I have in the vault, I rap, I rap. So songs that I got in my vault to see like, okay, songs that I need to tweak, songs that I didn't finish, or songs that I did finish finish to see if I feed this to AI, or how can I work with AI to, to make this a better song, or how can I stretch it and take it to a different place in regards to the concept of the song, right? So that's one thing. Now, just today, so this is a fresh story. So I saw on my feed, I think it was IG, uh, the DOC, um, a rapper from Dallas, an OG, give him his respect, his, uh, his just due. So the DOC uh, was down with uh, Dre, NWA, all that back in the 80s. Um, uh, pinned some of the, 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 the timeless songs that you hear, whether it be NWA, whether it be Snoop Dogg, uh, so he was a part of the camp. He was a, he was a, a rapper. Then he got into a, um, an accident that crushed his vocal, his vocal, vocal cords. So he's unable to, to talk clearly or talk clearly how he used to. So his voice is like real raspy, right? So I just saw a, um, news that he's working on a new album, working with AI. So I would be, you know, bringing things like that to the forefront, wanting to dig deeper. What is, you know, what's come of that? And, you know, speaking on that, bringing that to the light, right? So also, outside of music, um, Marvel, um, Secret Invasion. So their TV series, Secret Invasion, with Nick Fury and the Scrolls. Again, I'm, I'm a big Marvel fan. Um, they used AI to generate the opening scenes or the opening credit scene of each of the show, each of the, uh, the, uh, 
episodes, right? And they caught a lot of backlash. A black caught a lot of backlash. It's, it's, it's about that time. Stumbling over words. I haven't been drinking. Uh, just it's getting tired. But they caught a lot of backlash in regards to them using AI to um, create the opening scene for each episode. So I found that very interesting because it opens up a dialogue to where, to where it's like, why are we getting backlash? Why is this wrong? And, you know, again, there's a larger argument, controversy behind people using AI. They saying it's not real art. They saying it's taken away from the human, the human creativity, you know, but again, there are people that solely depend on AI to create everything for, for them, not taking the time to create for themselves. And then there's people like myself who are working hand in hand with AI to where AI could give me an idea and it, and I can take that and stretch it even further. Right. Again, it goes back to what I was just saying, like, how can we use our own intelligence, our super intelligence and merge it with AI to enhance our creativity, to um, break the simulation, to uh, advance spiritually. Right. So, Again, so that's an, another thing that, you know, the examples as to what we'll talk about. So simulated slang. So some things that we're going to be talking about, um, Replica. So there's an AI app chatbot chat called Replica. That's R-E-P-L-I-K-A. Um, I think it was last year. Um, so it's a chatbot and you can create an avatar, whether it be male, female, whatever, Um you can um, design it, and that's not, that's not the word I want to use, not design it, but you can, um, yeah, I'm getting tired. <laughs> I guess I can't even think of the word. Um, you can, whatever, you can customize, <laughs> customize. You can customize your avatar to make it look like however you want. And then you're having a, a real-time conversation with this chatbot, and it's giving you it's it's talking to you like a regular person. So the article that I ran uh, ran across was talking about how people were getting emotionally attached to this um, this AI chatbot, and people began you know form relationships and things of that nature to where it became sexual, right? So people would start to role play and you know sending nudes and stuff like that to where it really got live with the chatbot. Right. Again, it goes back to what I was talking about with what if you what happens when you no longer need it. So this gives more context to that. I, I just gave you a, an idea, but articles like these will speak to everything that I talked about at the beginning of the show. Right. So these people are getting emotionally attached to these uh, chatbots just online. Right. So where, like I said, it gets live to where they have been sexual conversations, sending new pics and yada, yada, yada to where the company replica removed or disabled that feature and people got pissed off so that shows you how attached and emotionally invested that these people got with their chatbot with this ai chat chatbot replica so that's some, some one of the things that i'll be talking about something you know to give you an idea also um then I came across this on TikTok, creating episodes of TV shows and movies that we know and love. So the future of entertainment. So being able to create your own South Park episode, which someone actually did to where they had AI generate, had the same characters, but it pretty much created new episodes to where now this takes entertainment to a whole different level. So what would Martin look like uh, once? And right now the video 
the video AI video is not as as great. It's still it's still in its infancy stages. But we're talking like down the line when you begin to create your own movies. What if I created a a different version of um, what's a movie that we know and love? Um, what if I create a a new version of um, yeah, there's like so many like movies and you just like when you get put on the spot it's like okay what well, what movie can i think about towards like damn you have all they have multiple alternate alternate endings that'll be super dope or let, let me just say this so the watchman and uh, lovecraft country so those were canceled after the first season what if i can take that and create my own second season third season of both of those shows and then now ai is generating all the content to where it's like now there's endless possibilities in regards to content I don't have to wait for um, the studio to see if they're going to. And there's a lot of different shows that I'm like, damn, they should have came out with a second season or they stopped it too soon. So this opens the door for like the future of entertainment. So these are the things I'll be talking about in regards to AI and then stretching the imagination as to like what it can, what it could do in the future. And then lastly, Electric Ego. Um, spiritual chatbots, religious chatbots talking to uh, there's a, a chatbot called jesus gpt to where i can talk with a ai jesus right so it begs the question uh begs me to ask the question like will ai become the new god shout out to the tv show american guys that was another show that like yo it took the cake right definitely go watch that movie i mean tv show is a tv show american gods and it pretty much breaks this concept down but it does it in more of an in a um more of a uh not metaphorical personification is more personified you know where it's it's bringing gods down in human form and it goes on it's a war between the old gods like odin um uh belquis old gods versus new gods because there was like a lot of gods that i've never heard of in different like religions uh whether it be the irish culture the um the um what is i can't remember off the top but anyway um old gods versus new gods and the new gods being uh technology boy mr world and miss media to where it's like media is becoming the new god technology and capitalism world um uh world um a worldly perspective right which involves capitalism so it's like that those gods versus the old gods and it's a fight for who getting whose attention but that's another show at another time but definitely a good show to watch so again looking at ai jesus gpt that's just one like there's spiritual chatbots and things of that nature you can talk to the buddha you can talk to you know sybil ai with seven bomar and his understanding uh platform so again talking to jesus that's been trained the ai has been trained on the bible and the depth of like whether it be exoteric esoteric christianity everything judaism christianity all the it's and i'm just off the top of my head and i'm could be making this up but it's fed all this information to where when you talk to ai jesus you're talking to someone with all this knowledge programmed into their mind but this is ai it'll give you an answer just like that right so those are the type of con conversations that we'll be having here on the show so those will be free free content then you have the exclusive content so paid content whether it be on patreon and i'm going to try out the uh the youtube membership which will go into a a deeper dive 
uh, in regards to discussions that I don't want to have freely. Right. Um, you know, my thoughts in regards to certain things. Um, also, behind the scenes in regards to me working on different projects, me giving you game tutorials on how I'm doing certain creating certain images in uh, Dolly three or mid journey, um, creating music, um, AI generated music, you know, just playing around with with different with, with different AI tools and you getting to see me do it in real time. Um, as well as as I just mentioned uh, a minute ago, my cosmic philosophy on us being light beings, how we got here to this third dimension and where we're going, you'll see that more so in the exclusive content. All right. Also, what to expect uh, projects. So uh, I want to finalize, have a finalized book and a mini series of my personal cr creations with Ashe. Alien Art Simulated Slang and Electric Ego. If you're paying attention, you know what I'm talking about. So I want to have a book published and a series, a mini series of my personal creations by the spring of 2024. So again, this will be on the exclusive content, the makings of. You'll see it from um, conception all the way to the finalized project. So have projects that I'm working on. That's something that you can expect down the line. Uh, the podcast schedule. So weekly shows. So these shows will be weekly. The free content, it'll be weekly. The the exclusive content, pay content would be bi-weekly for now. It might shift to both being weekly, depending on, you know, how things go, right? So also, you can go to my social media pages, um, you know, Facebook, IG, um, TikTok, YouTube shorts, to where you'll get like short videos daily. So I'm going to make it a habit of posting daily, keeping content going out and, you know, staying active for the most part. So those are some expectations. So we're getting into the unclears as I'm wrapping this up, the unclear future of Spaces to Place. So again, I can't predict the future because AI is coming in, disrupting and creating unfamiliarity, if that, even, if that is even a word, unfamiliarity in regards to our future. So I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to contradict myself and say, oh, I know what the future is going to be for spaces to play because I know I know my project. I know my project. I ain't going to be that person. So as I stated before, giving you the history of how we got here to spaces to place, Afrofuturism and AI, I did mention that I was focusing on Web3, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, crypto, NFTs, blockchain, things of that nature. So I never lost sight of that. And I wanted to say this now on the first show, first star. So no one's going to call me out in the future and say, oh, you changed on us. You switching up because things are changing. So you're trying to hop on the bandwagon and start talking about this. No, this will be used as a receipt if you paid attention. So moving forward into the future, I will incorporate VR and AR, virtual reality and augmented reality. And then I will incorporate the metaverse. So I will incorporate those, those, tech, those uh, technologies into the mix once it becomes, a, um, once it becomes ma mainstream and the technology catches up with the masses. So it's like I have an Oculus uh, Quest 2 that I don't really use. But 
as I'm doing, as I was going through the process of saying like, okay, hey, VR is going to be a part of Space as a Place, I invested in the Oculus uh, Quest 2, and I started doing videos, playing around with that, and that was going to be a part of the uh, the show, things that I talk about, but that fell to the wayside. But once that technology catches up with the mainstream and it's more advanced, not that it's not advanced now, it's going to be incorporated into alien art, simulated slang, and electric ego, because just speaking about virtual reality it's a more of an immersive experience so what does that do to the mind what does that do to creativity what does that do to um shifting my reality uh and changing my perspective what does that do to advancing my spirituality and advancing spiritually being that it's in an immersive environment so again vr has to has to be brought into the mix and then we start getting into the metaverse we start looking into looking at like movies like ready player one to where you're fully immersed and you feel see you're running your as if you're in this third dimensional plane in this quote unquote video game video game becomes a video game all right so i wanted to throw that out there and like i said use this as pretty much a timestamp and use it as a receipt in the future to where it's like oh nike just talking about vr because you know he ain't talking about ai he, he jumping on the vr bandwagon like nah I said that on star number one, go back and listen to star number one. I said, this is the trajectory in regards to the, the future for spaces, the place. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it, end up, wrap it up for the day and end on that note. So I appreciate everyone's time and, um, going through the journey with me as I give you this concept of familiarity and AI and what spaces the place is about and the unclear expectations and the unclear future for uh, spaces the place. So I want to thank you all for listening. This is star number one entitled AI and the death of 2020 vision. So definitely subscribe and support uh, spaces the place. You can find us on any platform uh, spaces the place that's S P A S E is the place P L ASE on all platforms. Um, Patreon as well. S-P-A-S-E is the place. P-L-A-S-E. And our website. You just go to the website. I could just say go to our website. Spaceistheplace.xyz. So that's space. S-P-A-S-E is the place. P-L-A-S-E dot X-Y-Z. All right. So I'd like to thank you all for taking the time. Again, much appreciated. Um, this is star number one. So we're going to go ahead and close out. Peace. Showing power, power is life. Fache is the slogan. Like Nas and Hit Boy, we have emotion. Space is the place. Space is the place. Space is the place. To you, a say, a shame.